final show. We're never gonna die. We're gonna be forever. We're all three people and we're sitting in a home, but not the same home. We're in a couple different homes. We each live in our own homes that are not near each other. Oh, seventh heaven. Why do you need smack? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the show, the Eternal Show. What if I just spoke everything I just <laughs> said? You just do all the same stuff, but a spoken word. That'd be impressive improv and memorization all in one. I know. 99th percentile. Just sometimes I just amaze myself about how good I am at remembering dumb shit, but not the important stuff. <laughs> like your birthday yesterday See, yeah. 99th percentile we have so much things in our brains that we can't fit in things like birthdays well, happy I rem- birthday jesse i remembered my birthday yesterday you didn't send me a video of you eating a cinnamon roll of like, You're right. like a bird <laughs> <laughs> is that how birds eat uh, what was that like three or four years ago five years ago something like that i think you were doing said- like an e- it looks like an emu right like an emu would eat like that wouldn't it i don't know but it was like so there's a cinnamon roll, and it was kind of stale, and it was sitting on the countertop, and the video is real close in on the cinnamon roll, and it's like, oh, why am I seeing a picture? And then my face just comes in, mouth open, just boom, smashes onto the cinnamon roll, <laughs> open mouth. But it's, it's not right. like pecking at it repeatedly, it's just like, boom, my face falls on it, and that's it. Oh, I thought you, t- I thought you bit it and took some out. Did I? I don't know. I mean, it was a long I, time ago. I've never ago. seen this video before. Oh, no, it's I just, great. it was like a spur of the moment sent it to her on her birthday. It was four seconds long. It's not something worth posting you or gotta, sharing anywhere. You gotta, that sounds absolutely worth posting and sharing. It was really funny. I that. laughed. Although I got, now it, it sounds it seems like, like I would have laughed too had I seen it. Seems yeah. like that should go into the collection of, of like inside jokes that we've now let the podcast in on, like the, uh, <laughs> the Holden's butt. And like the, the printer, oh, yeah. the printer images Holden's with the butt different butts. Just and, right. No, hold his butt. It, the jury's still out. And then oh, the picture right, right, of right, the right, try-on right. house. The picture of what There's, house? I'll say those twelve people that room are hanging out for a long time, questioning my butt. It's been years. <laughs> yeah, they need to get out of that room and make it make a uh, a call. We should bring it up to the Supreme Court. <laughs> should. <laughs> Although they don't have a jury. Well, they themselves are the jury. They are judge and jury. Hmm. Apparently. Apparently. Which one of us is holding and whose butt is it? The best video to? you have, Chad, is still Man with the Bag. That's still the best one. Oh, God. I showed Man it to somebody else bag? recently at work and they did not find it funny. <laughs> they didn't find it funny? No. I think it's amazing. What's Man with a Bag? That's the guy that I filmed for a half an hour who just stood outside <gasps> oh. and played with the bag that he found on the street. That lived in our building. Put it all over his face and his neck and threw it in the air and. I watched it again recently. So I think good. the funniest thing is that he knows what he's doing is weird. Yeah. Because there's points where people will walk by and he's like, no, I'm just holding this bag. And he'll like, and as soon as they walk by, he starts throwing it in the air again. And <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> catching it, playing with it. It's amazing. Um, and then you you set it to the Forrest Gump feather theme. The do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> and it's just like, it's perfect. One time Literally I Literally saw- held my phone against the window for 30 minutes. One time I saw <laughs> that man walking down the, our street, like our old street, with his toboggan or winter cap. I don't know what most what other people call it, but his beanie, essentially, just laying flat across the top of his head. Not on, like, he wasn't wearing it. He like just, laying sideways <laughs> across yeah, his head? He just like took it and was like, all right, ready to go. <laughs> 
What a whack-a-mole. He was really friends. How does that fall off? I don't like, know. How does that even work? He was really good friends. There's another guy who lived in that building who was a hoarder. And if you tried to hold the door open for you, he would not let you. He would just stop and not make con- eye contact with you. <laughs> yep. And you'd, be, you'd like try to wow, hold the door okay. open and he'd just stop and not look at you. He'd just stop and stand there. And I was like, okay. And then let it shut. And then he waits until you're no longer in sight. And then he opens the door himself. Hey, he's a self-made man. But, <laughs> That's right. He does. He does. He's a five-star man. I'm pretty sure he's the one that brought all those damn cockroaches into that building. Oh, probably. Ugh. Probably wobbly. Uh, anyways, welcome back to the show. Affable idiots. So very affable. Such much idiota. I'm Jesse Neal, a.k.a. Lambshank. And over here. What is that? A lamb shank? Is that a, is that a, like a, shank a cut of, of meat? meat from a lamb? Yeah. From yeah, a the lamp. shank. The shank. It's like it's like where the butt is, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, and over here, we've already established this uh, pre, pre-recording. pre We've got Chad Michael Ennis, a.k.a. Lemon-crusted tilapia. Gross. I don't so want nasty. it. So it's nasty. It's so nasty. Um, it sounds, that sounds delicious. And over here, we've got... Holden it in with Holden DePardo. <laughs> That's his legal name, aka uh, peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> that is my legal name. Holden it in is my technically my full name, but Holden's just short for it. Yeah, yeah. and then and then your middle name then, is with <laughs> yeah. Holden. <laughs> Last name Holden DePardo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a food you don't like, Holden? mushrooms and i'm very picky with tomatoes okay then that's what you are you are holding it in with holden Departo, aka mushrooms and tomatoes <laughs> i only say that because i don't eat lamb and mike doesn't like fish i don't like fish either for the for those taking notes so i figure we're all going to be something we don't like today we're gonna walk in another food's shoes for a moment ew <laughs> no gusta like, if you were a horse, if you were eating a horse, for example, I'd have to nail a, a, a horseshoe onto the bottoms of your feet. So it's really good that nobody eats horse in this. In this well, you do if you eat at Aldi's. How many years ago was that? That was, <laughs> what? like, eight years ago. Eight years? Oh, yeah. They were like horse meat? Yeah, instead of ground yeah, beef. Yeah, all the ground beef was all horse. What's troubling to me about that is that Aldi's is made by is the same company as Trader Joe's. Yep. And Trader Joe's is good stuff. Is it? But now I'm like, is, is exactly. it? Now? Is like, is it? You know how Trader Joe's has like Trader Jorge's and Trader whatever for different parts of the country or different parts of the world. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, the the branding of a lot of their products, like if it comes from from Mexico, it might be like Trader Jorge's whatever. Oh, I haven't noticed that. Oh. You haven't noticed that? Oh, well. No. That's a thing. And then also... So there's that. The horse meat is like the Dothraki version of all of this stuff. It's like... So, Trader Call. No, I mean Drogo. Because Call means king. Trader Drogo, yeah. (laughs) Drojos. Trader Drojos. That's horse meat. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Holden, I didn't didn't expect you to clap, but I noticed that you didn't, and I will remember that. (laughs) <laughs> can i no nope. too late it do- yeah it doesn't count if you too ask late too soft it, right 
Story of my life. Soft. My claps are very soft. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another inside joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, holding in his sweet little claps. It's because he's holding it in. And if he claps too hard, it's going to be Holden's golden showers. Uh, speaking of holding it in, I saw Doctor Sleep last night, which is a very long movie. And is I had good? to pee from 15 minutes into it. Oh, and that's by the end of it, me. I was like about to scream. I was so full of pee. But the movie was well, really good. So I didn't leave the theater to go pee in the middle of the movie. I'm glad it was a good movie. Thing, How packed was that theater? It was uh, like almost 100% full. Oh, 100%. So you could have done like a hundred percent, like a Harry from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, peeing it into a into a. Like no, the problem was it's like because I drank. Could have done that. I drank a, a regular sized, which you know, regular sized theater size is like extra large. Um, Mellow Yellow Zero, which is my traditional, but that caffeine, the Mellow Yellow, the big amount of it, and it's just like recipe for disaster. But I do it every time. Uh, having to pee fifteen There's minutes a- into a movie is classic. Me, classic Neil. There's an app for that. There's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to pull out my phone in the middle of the, the movie to see when I should go pee in the movie. I'm going to spend more time looking Oops. up when to pee than you, I would uh, peeing. Well, to be fair, if you're going to use the app, you should look ahead of time and prepare exactly. yourself. Yeah, I don't have to pee during movies that often. So it is I'm your obligation as a movie watcher to check ahead of time. So if you have to leave, it's the best time for you to not miss a story beat. In it is Street. your obligation as an American citizen <laughs> and a movie watcher. Yeah. If I were you, a Jesse, On the terms and conditions of the ticket, it says you have validated that you have gone to run pee to find out when you can pee during this movie. And you by paying for the ticket, you agreed. You it's going to be terms and conditions. just like the human Sentai pad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was an episode of South Park uh, and a nasty movie for those taking notes. <laughs> I haven't seen the last one. I kind of want to. Ugh, I've only seen the first one, and I highly regret it. Oh, the, oh, the second one's even worse. I haven't seen it's any so of them. I've just worse. seen Sentai Pad. Yeah, that, yeah, Sentai Pad is great. <laughs> always read the terms and conditions, and always leave a note. <laughs> yeah. No, did you do know not watch the second one. South do not Park, watch it. Did you know that South Park got banned in China this season? Yep. Because they're I almost, yeah. I almost put that on your... On the quiz I have, but I thought... Oh, no, you made a quiz? This. Why do you have a quiz? Because Chad Michael in his went to China. He oh, ate some segue. Chinese food. And he also probably ate some American food, but in China. I imagine, I mean, ta- Taco Bell's pretty American, right? No, it's Mexican. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chinese food in America. It's yeah, American it's Chinese American. food. It's Ugh. Mexican American Chinese when you have it over there. The Chinese part is the French fries. Hey, but let's start save by it talking. For the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> save it for the podcast. Yes, I went to China and we're finally going to tell you all about it. It's been weeks and weeks and weeks, and last week we intended to, but we just talked too long about other things. Oh, well, we just got so heated on other stuff. <laughs> we got heated like a vagina when they see something they're attracted to. No, I learned that's... what a snail trail is recently. <laughs> oh, you didn't know what that was? Also, no. vaginas don't get heated. I mean, dogs go into heat. I don't vaginas, know. Vaginas My little sister calls damp. it a hot butt. Which, well... She says when she when she gets excited, she calls it hot butt. <laughs> it's because it's wet, and when your butt's hot, it sweats. <laughs> your, your sister is gross, <laughs> and I love it. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, I went to China, and I would. Just, I just want to talk about all the crazy new experiences I had and chat with you guys. Feel free to interrupt me and ask me questions and tell you all about the Chinese people. And then Jessie is going – she's prepared a quiz to see what or if I learned anything while I was over there about China. Yeah, it's 15 questions. 15 questions. Let's set the stage. I'm going to China for 10 days. Like – how do you say ten in Chinese? It's not the Nihau. Quiz that's that's for the quiz. <laughs> that's <laughs> not how <laughs> no, Nihao is hello. I learned yep. three things in Chinese. I learned Nihao. I learned Shi Shi, which is thank you. Mm-hmm. And I also learned Jiangtiandu, which is the name of a place that I went. Nice. Now is that Mandarin or is that Cantonese? Oh, that is Mandarin. Nice, nice, nice. Fo show. My name is Bo Yo. Um, (laughs) So, yes. So, it's like 10 days. Most of what I was going into this, like the anxiety and things like that I had was all around food. Turned out, food didn't turn out to be that big of a deal. There were some times, some struggles, but it didn't turn out to be that big of a deal. Nice. Uh, But it all starts with flying internationally. This was a work trip, so work paid for it. And if it was over 10 hours, I get to fly business class. Have either of you ever flown business class before? I have once when I went I've to done Greece. first class. Let me tell you about business class on an international flight. You're you a Polaris, down, right? Oh, I was United Polaris. I was just like the world catered to me. I was yep. sitting in this <laughs> giant chair. This chair, I have like a good maybe Four foot wide by like eight foot long little segment that is all mine. There's a Baby. TV screen. There's blankets. There's pillows. There's pajamas, slippers. They have a whole bag of toiletries waiting for me right there that I can use. They're uh, all mine. It, quick question. Is it still yeah. cow shed? I don't know what toiletries? that means. The, the toiletries that they gave you, were they the brand cow shed? I don't know. I know the uh, toothpaste was Colgate, but I didn't use like the face lotion or any of that shit. Uh, when I flew, I also flew United Business, and they had cow shed, and it was such great product. But continue. <laughs> I was just they curious. Have, <laughs> I don't know. Is cow shed like a really good brand or something like that? Uh, I, I guess. I don't know. It's English, I think. Whatever. Oh, you know what? I the, threw most of it in the trash here. My trash can's right beside me, so let me find take out. Take a look. Take a look. They, when I went, they gave me a whole chapstick, and I loved it. Such a good oh, chapstick. Oh, yeah, there's a yes, chapstick Chad both is sorting the trash right now. <laughs> uh, there's too much trash on top that's loose and is falling all over the ground, so I'm going to delay that, uh, you that have, fun Put experience. it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, also in business class, your seat reclines all the way down. A footrest comes up. Your feet go into a little cubby, and you are laying down. You are fully horizontal while you sleep on this plane. And it is so beautiful because it was a 13-hour flight there, 11-hour flight back. Yeah, so you can actually sleep. Yeah, you can actually sleep. But here's the thing about flying business class. they I've never had any kind of experience like this before, and they need a tutorial on how to fly business class. As a peasant. Or some kind of class, <laughs> or some kind of video you can watch. Because I was so confused and so anxious about it that I was like, I don't... I don't know what to expect next. What do I do with this? 
So it all starts with you get on the plane like an hour before takeoff because every, they have to cater to you while every, all the other peons get on the plane. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I get on the plane, I sit in my chair, and immediately they're like, can I get you something to drink? Also, f- alcohol's free. Yeah, baby. Free alcohol. If I drank, I could have asked for any kind of alcohol, but I didn't. I just asked for water. She was like, oh, of course. They knew me by name. I sat down and like, oh, hello, Mr. Innes. How are you? And I was like, oh, I'm great. How are you? She's like, can I get you something to drink before we take off today? It's like, oh, yeah. I just love a glass of water. She's like, great. I'll have that right away for you. I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, so they brought me my water, and then you're just kind of sitting there, and I was like, oh, let me explore what movies and TV and all this kind of stuff that they have. They have a big old remote that tells you how long until you uh, land as well. Um, so that was fine, and then we get we take off, and immediately the meal service starts. Actually, no, right beforehand, they come and ask you what you want. They have you a menu of things, and it's like legit really fancy food. And oh, I was yeah, like, I don't know. They're like, what's your first choice? What's your second choice in case we're out of it? And then what do you want for breakfast tomorrow morning before we land? And the menu had like a couple of appetizers. It had an entree and it had desserts and then it had breakfast. And she only asked about entrees. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess if I wanted appetizers, I could ask for that separately. So I was like, I want the chicken, whatever the goddamn. And she was like, great, absolutely. And then a little bit later, once we're in the air, they just come by. And they hand over, without saying a word, just hand you a blue towel. I'm like, great. Uh, I don't know what to do with this blue towel. So I laid it in my lap. <laughs> and then I see everyone else around me is like pulling out this table out of nowhere. It's, it's your like, placemat. Oh, I'm suppo- it's, a, it's a placemat for my food. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess we're eating dinner now. So every, I, first of all, everyone's pulling out these tables like, where the fuck are these tables coming from? I'm looking all around. There's like, there's no goddamn table anywhere in this little cubby that I'm in. And then it's like hidden in the side and you pull out and up and it pops out. It's like, okay, I got my placemat. I don't feel like an idiot. And then here comes the thing that I always feel like an idiot, but I never ask the hot towel. She Press- brings around the hot, wet towel. And I'm like, what do I what do I do with this? Put it on your neck, your face, your hands. Is that what it's actually for though? Yep, yep. What is yep. the point of is is supposed to go on your face? Because I feel like they give it to me and then I'm like, I'm gonna hold this for a little bit and get my hands oh, no, kinda you, wet. You take it out, you put it on your degla deg, deg what do you call it? The deglatage? Neck. You put your it on chest, your neck. Your back of your neck, your face. Oh, it feels I so good. I just feel good. like I didn't see anyone else doing that. And I know that you always did that at that sushi restaurant we went to and they handed us the napkins that were wet. But these were like legit towels. And I was like, oh, I yeah. don't know what to do with this. So then I did, when no one was looking, I was like patting my face. What did my other neck. people do with it? I don't know. Because you're in these like isolated cubbies that I could see them pulling out the thing, but I couldn't see what they were doing with the towels. Mm. And then I was like, all right, left that on my placemat. And then she brings out this plate. And the plate is like, a little portion of of something. It had some veggies. It had a salad with it, a roll. It had all of this kind of stuff. I was like, oh, this is a little smaller portion size than I expected, but okay. And I ate it all. I was like, man, that chicken, not what I expected, but it was pretty good. And then they came and they just took my plate away. And then I put my placemat away, put my table away. And then they brought me a plate with chicken on it. And I'm like, oh, was that an app? That was an appetizer. That wasn't my dinner. <laughs> I was like, okay, pull my table back out, eat my chicken. And I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty nice. And then I put everything away again. And then I start to fall asleep. And they're like, it's dessert time. And I'm like, shit, oh, 
fuck, now I'm going to get dessert. And like, we have a whole cart full of sundaes and cheesecakes and chocolate cakes and brownies. And I was like, oh, fuck. So they gave me ice cream with hot fudge on it and fresh strawberries. Y'all, if you can fly business class, ju- make that your vacation. Just the flight. Well, I mean, the price of it will be probably at least eight grand if you're flying oh, United, God. at least ten. Oh God, yeah, it was, I'm sure it was expensive as hell. It was thou- many, many thousands of dollars that I didn't oh, but, have to pay for. Yeah, and you get such good shit. Anyway, it was great. I played games. I slept. We laughed. We cried. It was a great flight. We then lived, I get to China. Died. I am actually in China. We land at like 5 o'clock in Shanghai. I went to two cities, Shanghai and Beijing. Land at like 5 o'clock in Shanghai, and it is pitch black dark. Five Shanghai, Yeah. Shanghai is the, is the most populated city on Earth. And polluted, I think. Um, it is V polluted. Yeah. V. Although Beijing was worse. Be- Beijing we might. I forget. I, that might have been uh, an option for the quiz. It was an option for the quiz, and I didn't put it because I was like, "Ah, he probably learned this. It seems obvious." Oh yeah, it was bad. We get there, I get to the hotel, and the hotel was soups fancy as well. And they were like, everyone was like, "Hey, can I stay?" Oh, we stayed at the Park Hyatt, um, Park Hyatt Shanghai, and then Park Hyatt Beijing. Nice, super fancy. They're like on these giant skyscrapers that are like 120 floors, and I was staying on the 82nd floor. But the hotels are like twenty floors of this building, mm. and everything else is like office, whatever the fuck. But I get to this hotel, and it was so fancy. And we get to the the lobby, and they're like, "Can I take your bag?" They oh, everywhere you go, they want to take your bags. I'm like, "Can I, can I not just hang on to it?" And then no. so they take my bag. I'm like, "Okay, I check in." Um, oh, by the way, every every single place, there's so much security in China. Everywhere you go, metal detectors, facial recognition, fingerprint scanners, everywhere. As soon as I got off the plane going through customs, you're not allowed to use your cell phone. You have to give every single fingerprint on every single hand in order to be, uh, in order to go in. As you go through customs, you have to do facial recognition (laughs) and take pictures of you. It's like, okay. And I was like, that's cool, I guess. I understand you're this, this communist country and you need to keep track of everybody and what they're doing on the way in i was like okay fine but then you get to the hotel and they have the same facial recognition thing at the front desk of the hotel and i was like weird it's probably still part of the government they probably require that yep absolutely weird that's kind of creepy yeah that's really creepy they know where you are at all times um so anyway get to the hotel they take my bag and they tell me my room number and it's legit I'm going in one elevator up to my room, and he's just taking my bag in a different elevator up to my room so that he can deliver it to me. It's like, I could have literally just rolled it the 10 feet myself, but thanks, I guess. Then he wouldn't have a job. That's right. They, that, job. The government looked through all your stuff, too, to make sure you weren't bringing in Hong Kong propaganda or anything like that. And they have that. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Had this ginormous fancy hotel room on the 82nd floor. I posted pictures on Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw them. Oh, but I like saw. The view from this thing was, whoa. And they had like blackout curtains and regular curtains. They were all controlled with the flip of a switch. And they just went, they had like 20-foot ceilings. This was insane. But 
Nice. There, you also, like, you're not allowed to drink water. So there's bottled water all over the room, bottled water all over the fitness center because you're not allowed to drink the water there or else everyone dies. And so I was like, okay, I have like three bottles of water in my room. What do I do when I'm done with those? And eventually I learned they're in the fitness center on whatever the floor it was. So if I was out of water and like, man, I'm thirsty, I just go to the fitness center, grab like six bottles of water, hide them in my shirt and go back into the hotel room. Yeah, that's always a struggle in countries where you can't drink the water. Yeah, yeah. Especially because like not only the water, but like the types of food and things like that. You don't know where it's coming from sometimes at restaurants. So when you ask for water and they don't always have a bottle of water or the bottle of water costs like 10 American dollars. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Brave. So it's tough. But I'm not 100% sure if I was drinking bottled water everywhere I went, but I didn't die. So it's all a lie. You're still sick to this day. So you're, you're right. <laughs> I am kind of still sick right now. <laughs> um, I didn't get sick until the flight home. But my boss, who was with me at the time as well, he was sick the entire trip. No. Yeah, he was sick the entire trip. It was mostly like a throat thing, the air quality and all that kind of stuff. Just fucked. He lost his voice after our very first class that we taught. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm teaching all the rest of the classes. Because <laughs> you can't talk. Nice. <clears throat> um, just sign. Just learn sign language. Like, come on. There you go. Because everyone else yeah. in China knows American Sign Language. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. <laughs> but Shanghai, the city. Let's talk about the city. It is... It is one of the most modern cities that I've ever seen. It is also like a, it wants to be Western so bad that it's like a caricature of a Western city. Really? Shopping malls in Shanghai are everywhere. And I don't mean like, oh my God, there are shopping malls everywhere. There's like one here and then there's one like three blocks away. I mean like, it's no joke. You're in a shopping mall. You can cross the street and go into another shopping mall. That's so And great. then you, you walk a block down the street and there are two more shopping malls on either side of the street from each other. It's like going to Myrtle Beach and the, the beach stores oh, that are everywhere. Are, yeah, the waves and the wings and they're all the same exact same beachwear. Yep. Um, but these malls, it's not like they're small little things. They are huge four-story malls with food courts and Gucci stores and Swarovski crystals and <laughs> ev- the, every single Sorry. one. And you go across the street and it's still Gucci. And so it's all the same stores across the street. Jeez. And it's really strange. <laughs> it's so crazy. But no matter which one you go into, they're always packed. There's always people so- in them. That like makes me think of like a SimCity almost where like you build these cities, but like every building looks pretty much identical. And That's like, the thing, like, though. Uh, they didn't look identical. Everything, that entire city is lit up with LED lights everywhere, all over. It's like Times Square over the entire city. On crack. It's not enough lights to see your faces, like, track you all the time everywhere. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, no wonder why they have so much pollution, because they have to power that entire fucking city with all of that stuff. <laughs> but Yikes. what's great about it being modern and Western is that everything in that city has both Chinese and English written on it. Nice. Every menu, every sign, every street sign, every government thing, everywhere. If you don't speak English, it's really, really easy to get around. And almost everyone in that city speaks English just fine, which is great. <clears throat> great for us Beijing, but we'll who get there. don't learn other languages much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
So it was really easy to get around, really cool sights and things like that. Um, but air quality was certainly a concern. The day we got there, it was like actually really good. And the next day, it was really bright and sunny. And we're like, oh my God, what an amazing day. It was like 70 degrees. And it was like, this is amazing. Air quality was like in the 70s, which was like on the high side of good. And then the next day, look on the thing, look on the air quality the morning of, and it's like 890. And it's Shit. like 10 times as bad as anything around it. And it was like, awful awful don't go outside that kind of thing so you walk outside and everyone's just wearing masks did you have a mask i did not have a mask oh shit Uh, but my manager did get a mask eventually and um but it was like way too late he was already basically dead by the time he got it and then he wore it for like a day and a half and i made fun of him and that was it. classic (laughs) classic um but Shanghai is really cool. There are a couple of things that I did there that I want to talk about. One is I did a science experiment. I went to Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, classic. Yep, went to Taco Bell uh, because I had to do research for science and make sure that it was the same in both because I, I'm a quality control person for Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you walk into Taco Bell and everything... That's who it works for. That's the company that flew him out there. Yes. To test Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on the menu comes with French fries there. Are they good? Yeah, you said they were great, they were, right? They were some of the best French fries I've ever had in my life. They were I love French wonderful. Fries. But then there were also, because it was in China, there were a lot of other things on the menu that aren't normally at a Taco Bell menu, like tacos and burritos filled with like shrimp and and different types of fish and octopus and things like that. And I was like, oh, sounds tasty. I'm not going to yeah. eat that. But I did find a regular beef taco. So I was like, cool, I'll eat one of those. Uh, it was it was on the low side of good Taco Bell because nice. we've all had those bad Taco Bells. Yeah, and then you've had good Taco Bells, but it's like the low side of good. So that was my science experiment. But for food, the remainder of the time, I was so I was going into China expecting to not be able to eat anything, to not understand what was in anything, and for the most part. I was like, I could look at that and know what's in it. Or I could look at that and understand, like, oh, I, I could want to eat that. Um, but everything in China loves to have this, like, weird, viscous, mucusy sauce all over it. I was expecting everything to be, like, meat with, like, a bunch of rice. I don't think I literally ever saw rice the entire time I was there. So, so the, the, the viscousy sauce sounds a lot like Chinese food here. <laughs> But it's 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 like, it's like gel. <laughs> it's it's exactly what it is. It's like this gel that's on everything, but it's mostly gel, like in a soup or like just boogers all over it. <laughs> and it's like a couple of things of meat and then a bunch of weird vegetables you've never seen in your life. What did it taste like? Or is it like curry? Where like curry can have all different forms. I guess it was that. Taste. I mean, all of the boogers were all different flavored boogers. Okay, but they were saying. they were all boogers. Were they meat? No, it was just like some kind of sauce made from Chinese something. something. Uh, what? And how was it? Was it good? Uh, I had a few of the, the booger sauces, and they were good, but it was like a weird texture thing to me. But I did have these dumplings. Oh, my God. They have these dumplings that were filled with soup. Ah, uh, soup dumplings. Yeah, soup dumplings. And then they had like, these those. weird sausage things on the inside of them. And I ate that, and it's like they're like small enough that they're bite sized. You put it in your mouth and you bite into it, and it just kind of explodes with soup in your mouth. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, this is really cool." I love soup dumplings. 
I had this uh this beef that was swimming in some kind of boogers that was pretty good. Um, I had these little these little uh, barbecue something or some kind of like pork something that was like wrapped up in what essentially I guess would be a dumpling, but it also had some other shit in it that was also in boogers, and that tasted pretty good too. In fact, I think the only thing that I had there that I didn't really like, I liked almost everything I tried, which I was not expecting. The only thing I didn't like was uh, okra. You didn't like, tried, do you like okra here? Uh, realized I had never seen okra before in my life. And it's Wait, like. Have you never had like fried okra? No. I did oh. not realize it was like that long tube with the different and holes in it. And, it was like, and it's like snotty. The- yeah again more boogers <laughs> dripping out from the inside i love i love okra fried okra mm, baby uh, yeah it was uh it was not good it was not good i hate the way that it looks with the like tubes oh i imagine the holes freak you the f out i hate it hide it tastes good though. hide it Fi hydrant anyway uh had a good time in shanghai we got around oh uh the night before we left we went to this place called the french connection french that's a movie uh shit what was it what was it it's this place that's trying to be little europe mm. and french concession the french concession in shanghai and it's uh again lots of like gucci and prada and all those kind of stores everywhere but then there's this little tiny area that you go down, and it's it legit looks like a theme park. Like it, it, you know how in theme parks everything is kind of like a facsimile of what it is in the real world, but it's made yep. out of fiberglass. Yep. And it's just painted to look like it looked exactly like that. But then the restaurants were all like there was uh, all the like different chefs that you would see. Like Emerald had a restaurant in there, and there oh, was like classic. all the Food Network it. people, <laughs> and. They weren't Applebee's type rest. They weren't Applebee's the restaurant, but they were those kinds of restaurants. Like, oh, Americans think that this is what a restaurant is, so let's put this in there. But every one of them kind of looked like that. There's a bubblegum shrimp co, you know, that classic. Kind of stuff. But then there was this one restaurant um, called Polux P O U P O L U X that we ate at. That was legit French, but it was weird because there was this one couple beside us that didn't look like anything special but every single person who worked there kept coming by hello hello nice to meet you blah blah and i was like oh my god we're sitting next to freaking royalty right now this is amazing but i had uh this really really good chicken and i, I ate a lot of chicken what i thought was chicken i'm pretty sure it was all chicken anyway i had this really good chicken there and i had um fuck what was it there's this cheese anyway it's a French restaurant. It was delicious. Good chicken, good cheese. But then there's this big spooky house outside of it. It's a giant mansion, and it looks legit like it's straight out of the Haunted Mansion ride in Disney World. Because this whole thing just looked like that fake. There's no cars driving down these streets. It's all gated really? off. And it looks like a set from the Hollywood Studios uh, tour in Universal yep. Studios. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So that was Shanghai. We were there for a couple of days, and we went to Beijing. Oh, one more thing about Shanghai. Everyone is super happy there. They're all like 
really, really excited to see you. They're all all having fun and talking to each other and all this kind of stuff. And every single person is buried in their phone everywhere you go. Whether they're 15 or they're 75, every single person is constantly texting somebody or is playing a game. They're walking. They're bumping into shit. They Jeez. are. We that got would on the drive subway. Me nuts. Oh my god, it was obnoxious. We get on the subway, and first of all, security on the subway. Every single subway stop has metal detectors. They have people patting you down. They have people with the wands. You have to put your bags through X-ray machines. That sounds terrible. It's everywhere you go, and it's it is literally like a giant herd of cattle all going through one metal detector. So it's like two hundred people packed. And in China, I don't think it's a rude thing. I think it's just a culture thing. The way that they act, it, they don't like say excuse me and push past you or things like that. They just like they bump up against you, and they're just like it's like a bunch of sardines just like pushing <laughs> up against each other, and they're just like bumping back and forth with their head in their phone, not even mentioning or like looking up to say excuse me. Everyone's just pushing. Jeez, well, there's so many people. I, you'd probably if you had if you said excuse me, you'd never get where you're going. <laughs> yep. Every also, time. It's, it's kind of the same thing on like the Chicago train lines. Like people, it, when it gets compact, people just push through. It's a different kind of pushing, though. It's like if you aren't paying attention, and if they're trying to get off the subway, they will literally just push you off of the subway with them. Like it. This is not meant to be offensive, but this is just like kind of the herd behavior. Like it's a hundred percent like they don't know what they're doing. It's just like I need to get there, and everybody's pushing, and you can easily get lost and swept away with the herd. Yeah, <laughs> um, herd mentality. But I baby. found that <laughs> herd mentality, herd immunity. <laughs> but it's it was the same way in Beijing. So it's I, I think it's just a culture thing, probably. Um, so had had some fun in Shanghai. Went to Beijing, complete opposite. You rarely would you see anyone on their phone. They're out talking to each other and things like that in the streets and everyone's looking and and having an okay time. But everyone seems really kind of oppressed. It's New York. Unhappy in Beijing. But it's because Beijing has a little bit different feel to it. You know, Shanghai has that we really want to be Western, where Shanghai is all about like business and tradition. Mm. So there's like the business districts where it's all like really just oppressive looking office buildings. And then there's the really, really cool traditional stuff, like all of the the temples and the Forbidden City and cool. all of the like oh, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of I years. I forgot that things. was in Beijing. Yeah. So that's one thing that I really loved about Beijing is all the history and all of the tradition that's there that you don't see in Shanghai because Shanghai is just like, fuck China, we're so Western. We want to be America. Um, but with tradition. that also comes... Tradition. tradition. <laughs> Sorry. With that in Beijing comes the fact that nobody speaks English. Mm. And you only see English written on like official government stuff like on the subway or how to get a ticket for the subway. And something across uh, China as well is that they don't take credit cards. Everything is cash or oh, wow. or uh, they have Alipay, which is Alibaba is basically Chinese Amazon. And you have a barcode on your phone that you scan everywhere and that's how you pay for things. And if you don't have, like, I was completely moneyless for most of this because a lot of places didn't take cards. And then I went to an ATM to try to get cash out with my debit card. And... I forgot to tell my bank that I was traveling to China. So I entered, I want this much money. And then I get 
instead of money, I get a piece of paper that says, your bank has requested that we keep your card. And it's like, no. Oh, what? Uh, what? That um, sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But luckily, my manager had thought ahead and got some cash, and he lent me some for the trip. So I was able to to get around. But it was it was yeah, really, really frustrating. Yeah, always get cash in the local currency before you leave yes. the country. <laughs> But in Shanghai, it wasn't really a problem because they were so Western and they just yeah. pay with cards for everything. But Beijing, <laughs> no, it wasn't no. Alipay. And we even tried to use the – there's the Chinese Uber app, Diddy, Diddy Chung. Yeah, because I think Uber's banned there. Right, exactly. That's I think Amazon is too. banned there. <clears throat> everything is banned there. Everything. Every social media, Twitter, yep. Facebook, Instagram, Google itself, the search engine, its services, all banned there. Box, Dropbox, all of those are banned. Netflix, like everything is banned in China. And they have their own versions of things. It's so exactly, weird. That they can keep an eye on you for. Yep. So anyway, we downloaded Diddy and in order to, you can put in a credit card in Diddy, but you have to prepay for the thing and you can only prepay using Alipay. I was like, damn it. So I, we couldn't even order cars anywhere. We had to take the subway, every, subway everywhere we went. Um. Like peasants. Like fucking peasants. But I had a little bit tougher time in Beijing because there was – it got to a point where like at the hotel, they were – I'm a person that like is a little uncomfortable by being like waited on hand and foot. And I just like, let me fucking do it myself. And so I got to like a continental breakfast. Like there was free complimentary breakfast and there was a lot of shit. You could get the huge buffets and all this kind of stuff. And – they brought me out. They're like, hello, thank you. Coming for breakfast, blah, blah, blah. What's your name? And I was like, Chad, cool. Bring me over here. Take a seat at the table. And I sit down at the table. Immediately, another guy in this like big, giant blue outfit comes over and he's like, hello, sir. How do you like the view? I was like, it's great. It was an astonishing view. <laughs> you should have been like, like, I I'm don't like it. Can you change it? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm so happy. I want you to know that we. this is the best seat in the entire restaurant and we reserved this for you. And I was like, oh, wow. No. Thank you. And he's like, isn't the view astonishing? I was like, yeah. He yeah, probably says that good. to all the girls. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, he's probably said this to everyone. He's like, yeah. And then he stared at me for a second and he's like, can I get you to something to eat? And I was like, oh, yeah. Can I have this like blueberry French toast, whatever the thing? And he was like, he, he literally was like, oh, my God, you've chosen the best thing. Thank you. It's like Did you everywhere ask I went, it's like I'm the king. And like, oh my god, I can't believe you ordered that. It's the best thing in the menu. You've made a wonderful choice. They would have said that no matter what you ordered. Did you ask him <laughs> like, if he was okay? Like, was mattered. he being held against his will? Like, did he write <laughs> "help me down" on a piece of paper? <laughs> but everybody, everybody at this hotel was acting that way, and it's like, I there was another morning I was down for breakfast, and I was just. You have the or- the option. You sit down, and you can order things off a menu, and then while you're waiting, you can go to the buffet and grab other things. Mm. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to go to the buffet that first this time. And one of the guys that was behind it was like, hi, sir, can I get you anything? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just kind of browsing. And he gave me a different menu that I'd never seen before. And he showed me like, things. I was like, oh, there's this cool little dish that's cooked in a stone cup and just like eggs and a bunch of peppers and different vegetables. I was like, oh yeah, that looks good. I'll have that. And then I went and sat down with a couple of things that I got from the buffet. No later than 60 to 90 seconds. One of the waitresses comes over and says, excuse me, sir, did you have something ordered? And I was like, oh, the guy over there, he's uh, he's making me something. And she's like, okay, 
she comes back 30 seconds later. I didn't see anything on the list for the kitchen. So I wasn't sure. And I was like, oh, no, it's not in the kitchen. It's actually this guy with a different menu. And she's like, okay, I'll go tell him to hurry up with your food or else something bad's going to happen. Like, she legit said that. She's like, I'm going to tell him to, to hurry up with your food or else something bad's going to happen. And I was like, you don't have to do that. You don't. <laughs> like, it's it's literally it's been like two minutes and I'm not that important of a person. <laughs> but it was everywhere you went. It's like. Oh my god! If we don't wait on you hand and foot, it's the end. We're of the world. gonna, yeah, man. It's almost like a sitcom episode where, like, well, they probably or like a Ferris Bueller's situation where, like, you go to the uh, the restaurant and say you're the Sausage King of Chicago, but you're not that person at all. <laughs> and they're like, what, are they thinking you're someone else, like some high, you know, person. That'd be that's really yeah. funny. I wonder if the fact that you are an American also played into that. I know well, a everyone lot at of that people, hotel like, was American. Say that again. Everyone at that hotel is American. Oh, everyone, oh, okay. everyone eating breakfast. They were. It was. It was a business hotel. It was like oh, all these important yeah, yeah, yeah. business people. Because I know some pl- places they'll like be like, "Oh my gosh, he's an American. We want their tourism. They tip the best and stuff like that." <laughs> well, I, jokes on them. Do- I didn't tip anything because I only had like a little tiny amount of cash. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Also, when you left, they're like this motherfucker. <laughs> probably very like typical American. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anything is – I don't think you can tip on anything. Like any anywhere I went in Shanghai and paid with a credit card, there was never an option to tip. They, they might be a tipless country. I don't know. Just lots yeah, of dick chats, the only no dick tips. to actually do tips. Yeah, so. and like in the UK, they don't tip much at all. And so like a lot of people here in the States like hate it when people from the UK come into their restaurants because they tip like 5%. They're like, mother fuckers. And it's because <laughs> – in the UK, servers get paid a more livable wage than they do here. Yeah, and pe- you people from the UK don't necessarily know that when they're here visiting. Yeah, so they tip what they're used to tipping, and the Americans <laughs> like these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess the last couple of things I'll talk about are the the really cool temples and things that we went and saw on the the last day we were there. So it was Wednesday morning. Uh, actually, Sunday we went and saw a couple of temples. We saw the Lama Temple. We saw uh, the Confucius, like schools and temples and things like that. And they were pretty. They were, they were pretty amazing. How, how much they were still like held up and things like that because they're Super almost old. a thousand years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so everything still looked, I guess, restored and really, really cool. It was really. There's audio tours that you can listen to, and then there's like people who walk around and give you English tours, although they're like people who don't speak English that well giving you the English tours. So I was like, let me stick with the audio tour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got to see there's this um, this like traditional Chinese music ceremony and things like that that was happening at the Confucius Temple the time we were cool. there. So we got to see them perform, and that was really cool. Um, but the Lama Temple in particular, I think the scale of this thing was incredible it is it's acres and acres and acres of temples and land but all of these like i don't know what in the word to call them other than temples but they were all so big and you get inside and there's just enormous statues like four stories high of these goddesses that people are just going up kneeling and praying and lighting candles and doing all this shit that i didn't ever understand because i never went to church um, well, also, are they Christian temples or are they like Shinto or Buddhist? I I doubt they're Christian. There was a giant Buddha in one of them, so probably Buddhist. I don't know. I don't know. Religion is a mystery to me. Yeah. 
but then you get to then you get to the very end of the Lama Temple, and it is the most massive statue I've ever seen in my life. Holden, it looked legit like one of those giant statues that you manipulate in Uncharted. And in fact, oh, it's one of the elephants like move its arms. I bet. Yeah, yeah, it has like it's holding all the different like. There's a dagger in this hand, and there's a something else in this hand, and you're just like moving its arms. Trying to figure out did a puzzle. Did you try to climb this statue and try to move its arms around? No, but they did have all the like, I'm trying cylinders to find the secret. Stop trying to come after me, security. <laughs> they have all the <laughs> cylinders that spin, and I did go and just like spin those a bunch. And I wonder if it's got a. I wonder if that was a Buddhist temple because the Lama temple makes me think of the Dalai Lama, and there's this whole thing with China and Nepal and the Dalai Lama, and that's yeah. Buddhist. So I wonder. I wonder. It all looked, let's just say, in Uncharted 2, it takes place in Nepal, and this all looked very much like that part of the game. That would be Buddhist, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably Buddhist. There you go. Video games help you in real life. (laughs) Nice. Nice. But then you get to the Forbidden City. So we did this the morning before we left. They allowed you in? Oh, right. Um, the Forbidden City, it's right across the street from Tiananmen Square, which is infamous. Um, but there's so much. No one in China knows that, though. It's just, it's just a street. Isn't that in a Garfunkel song? Simon and Garfunkel, Tiananmen Square? I don't, I don't know. There's a, during one of the revolutions, someone was like walking with groceries back to their house or across the street, and these tanks were in the way, and the person just kind of kept getting in the way of the tanks. People thought it was like a protest thing, but he actually just had no idea what was going on. He's trying to go home. <laughs> and he's just trying to go home, yeah. That's fantastic. But it's, it's a famous photo of the guy standing with the front of the uh, tanks with grocery bags. Nice. So this thing is fucking enormous. Like, they have all different types of paths that you could walk through it. And, like, the straight... We, like, beelined it from bottom, from, like, the south part all the way to the north central part. And there's like the gardens and all these kind of things. And it took us two hours to get from one to the next part. Jeez. And they're like, if you explore all of the Britain city, you could easily spend the entire day there. Um, but the security to get there, you get right off the subway. And then again, you are waiting in a line of thousands of people. This place sees 80,000 people a day. Good grief. They cap it off. You have to go early in the morning because by the afternoon, they cap it off at 80 and you can't get in. 80,000 people a day. insane. Yeah. What's there? It is the Forbidden Just City. History. It is the, the royal, the royal, like it was, it took 500 years to build, but it's the house that all of the emperors and things like that lived in. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think they still live there anymore. So it's a palace, but, basically, but they call it a city. It is, well, it is a series of like 30 palaces and gardens and... Gotcha, okay. It's... Lots of huge stretches of dead, empty space between palace to palace that just makes you feel like I am so tiny in this enormous... It's it's a city, <laughs> and it's all surrounded by a giant moat, too. Mm. Um, but you get there, and again, this is even more so security than the rest of... Like, it was probably the amount of security you would expect to come in flying through the airport. There were metal detectors. They have to scan your passport into a thing, facial recognition, pat you down, all that kind of stuff just to get into the Forbidden City. That's And then you get there, and if, as you go from, like, place to place within the Forbidden City, you got to put your bag on an x-ray, you got to walk through a metal detector, just to get into, like, this different temple or this different area. But it was... I was... 
<laughs> walking into it, I was actually kind of unimpressed with the Forbidden City. The scale of it is enormous and massive. Um, but it all just kind of looks exactly the same. Mm. And, and we had this guided audio tour, and it's kind of cool how it works. It's based on GPS. It's like a little flat piece of plastic you plug a headphone into. And it's this woman that talks to you, and depending on where you are, as you like approach the steps of one of the buildings, it's like, and now you are walking up to the palace of blah, blah, blah. And she starts talking. Um, but as I got to like the fourth or fifth one, I was like, these all look exactly the fucking same. <laughs> it's like, this is where the emperor would read his books. And this is where so-and-so would do uh, any kind of business stuff. And this is where so-and-so would write poetry. And it was like, how do they keep track of which house they're supposed to do what in? Because they all look exactly the same. And by the end of it, like we were both like, I'm done. I'm done. All of these houses, they're, they're impressive. But it's like, you see one, you see them all. Until yeah. you get to the very, very north part of it, where it's the gardens. And it was, the Imperial Gardens was really, really cool. But there's like giant stone walls and monuments and trees everywhere and really cool uh, statues. But they've blocked parts of it off from the public. And they want it to look natural. But a lot of it's made from fiberglass so you can legit like a theme park you can walk up to these stone structures and walls and be like oh this is this is fake so it kind of takes you out of a little bit like and then you also see the forbidden city official store every 20 feet so it's like tourist traps with stores and things like that too but (laughs) yeah but that was cool but if you're going to beijing the llama temple is definitely the coolest place to go it is so fascinating um, fantastic fantastic the last that thing i'll say like a fun trip i had trouble with food in beijing obviously because nothing was in english except for the subway and the hotel but there was kfc everywhere and finally by the by the end of the trip both me and my boss were just like Ugh, i'm so ready to just like have something be easy i don't have to try to figure out or point to something and like try to hope that they get the right thing for me i just want something to be easy and I felt the same way. I was like, I'm just going to go to KFC. And I get to KFC and I was like, I could see the pictures of things on the walls. But unlike in Shanghai where you could point to, there was always a menu in front of the cash register specifically for you to point to things. Mm. But there wasn't one of these here. And I, none of it was in English on the board. And I was like, I don't know how to tell them what I want. And so I just turned around and walked out after like trying to argue for like 30 seconds. It's like, fine, I'll just walk by some of these shops. I saw something with the window. It's like, that food looks kind of good. And I walk into this random place and it's like, yeah, this looks good, but I can't. It's not a restaurant where you tell the people what you want. You have to go to a kiosk and order food on a touchscreen. Yeah. <laughs> None of that's in English. So I can't fucking buy food from there. So I finally just went back to the hotel, ate in the restaurant in the hotel, and had an American cheeseburger with avocado on it and French fries. And I was like, oh. It's just, it's so familiar. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> so the guy say, oh, that's the best thing on the menu. You it. <laughs> no. So you've the chosen right. In breakfast, which was right. free. Well, included, I'm sure, as negotiation with our company and, and the hotel. It was free breakfast and they were waiting on you hand and foot. And it was like crazy. But when you go to this restaurant, which is a paid service, you go there and you have to actually pay for your stuff. It's not included in the room. Both times I went, I got a chicken club sandwich once and I got a burger once. Both times I went, it took like literally an hour and a half from start to finish because they sit you down and you feel like you're forgotten forever. And then they order your food and it takes forever to get there. How American. 
I know, right? <laughs> and then, like, after waiting, like, 35 minutes after I finished eating, I finally was able to track someone. Down. I was like, can I pay? Can I please pay? <laughs> like, let me go. Sure. You just walk out at that point. <laughs> But, Actually, no. Uh, they could track you exactly. Down yeah, you they could track your facial recognition number. and fingerprints, and they know where I where I live. So, uh, it was it was a fun trip. Ten days was way too long, especially uh, for I, just two cities. Yeah, I also recommend finding some way to read Chinese. Have you guys? Are you aware of the Google Translate app? How you can like point a camera at something? And yeah. It can, yeah, like translate the image into English. What a fucking joke in real world practice. Really? Yeah. So I get the Google Translate app. You can download the language pack locally. So you don't have to worry about connecting to the internet for it to translate everything. And like I pointed at a can of Diet Coke and it called it like fishy fizz. I was like, nope, that's not right. And uh, everywhere I pointed, it was like laughable, the results that I got. And I was like, that's I don't definitely know, Chad, not Coke is. Coke is known for its fishy flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so technology's not quite there. You definitely need to know how to say some things or have somebody help you out. Because there was one experience like when my manager was finally like, I need some kind of cough syrup and I need something for my voice. And so one of our friends uh, that was there, she took us to a pharmacy. First of all, no fucking clue how we would have ever known that was a pharmacy. But then the way that they were talking, there's no, it's not like a Walgreens where you can like walk down the aisle and be like, oh, there's a picture of on the box that I can kind of guess what this does. No, you have to talk to a person and you have to tell them what you're feeling, what you need. And then they go, oh yeah, they write down a little thing. It's like almost like a prescription that they're writing you. And then they grab something from out of a, off of a shelf and load it into a bag and it's brainwashing meds. Oh, you're feeling this way? Absolutely. Brainwashing meds. Yep. I had to to do this while they were to get contact solution because I ran out of contact solution in Beijing. But mm-hmm. if I didn't, if we didn't speak Chinese, like the person at the, the pharmacy had no idea what we were trying to say in English. So they had to talk in Chinese for us and translate for us. And it was like, oh my God. And, and they ended up getting like, oh, you need this, this, and this, and this, and this. And they gave my manager like 20 things. Like, I'm just going to take the cough drops here. And then they made him take these little seeds. They were like actually the size of like a large almond. And you put them into your water and they open up into like this weird jellyfish flower. Hmm ancient chinese medicine nice uh so it's weird but you, you got to find a way to speak some kind of chinese especially if you're going to beijing duolingo just do duolingo like a week before yeah it'd yeah be, like a week for like yeah. a couple sessions and you'll good. be great yeah you'll be fluent in no time it'd be perfect that was about the extent of my trip though jesse you have a quiz for me i do i've got a quiz let's see how many of these you can get right shall okay. we okay okay all right quiz question number one The summit of Mount Everest marks the border between China and what country? Oh, God. I did not learn this. India? Ah! Nepal. So close. Yeah, it was We even talked about it. Damn it. (laughs) Does China (laughs) even border India? They're close. Uh, Well... I don't think they border each other. Nepal borders India. And China borders Nepal. I know that. So by the transitive property, they border each other. Yeah, I'm by the transitive property. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. How many time zones does China have? Oh, it's one and it's the emperor's time. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the whole country, one. Okay, here we go. You're going to get this one. Wait, was that right? Yeah. 
Oh, well, nice. it's not that it's necessarily called the Emperor's Time, but it is one. What's his name? <laughs> Mao Zedong. I don't. Who's the head of China right now? I honestly don't know. It's Zipping or something like that. Oh, that's Zipping. right. The Winnie the Pooh guy. Winnie the Pooh yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Winnie well, the Pooh is banned be there careful. as well. We might, we might get banned. <laughs> Did you have lots of honey while you were in China? <laughs> there was no honey anywhere. Oh, man. Here we go. What dynasty ruled China from 1368 to 1644? Uh, I know the name of one dynasty, and it's the Ming dynasty. It was! Was it? <laughs> yes, yes! <laughs> it was the Ming dynasty. Oh, right I'm fucking on. nailing this. Two for three, baby. Two for three. Two for three. Boom! All right. What year... Did China become the People's Republic of China? 1992. Ah, uh, <laughs> 1949. Oh, damn it. I was way off. <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You'll definitely get this one. <clears throat> what type of government does China have? Oppressive dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you already said it's it. It's a once. communist country. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, three, that's three for five. Can we make it four for six? What is the most popular color in China? Red. Ah! Red everywhere. Yep. 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 Yes. I forget if I, if I put in here why I didn't, it's like the color it symbolizes to them happiness and goodness and all that goodness. Yeah, that's why Chinese New Year is always like everything is super is red. Like, red everything. And their flag. And that's not like Star Wars because red lightsabers are the exact opposite of that. That's why. That's yep, it. That's, that's exactly why. why. <laughs> it's 100% the reason. What is the national bird of China? Oh, a crane. Is I'm that gonna, right? I'm going to give you that one. It is specifically... <laughs> They gave me three, but they're all cranes. The red crown crane, which is also called the Manchurian crane, which is also called the Japanese crane. So here's why I thought crane. Wait, so the Japanese crane is one of the, is the Chinese, Chinese birds? <laughs> yep. I don't feel as racist anymore because the reason I chose crane was because <laughs> like, oh, the bird they always fold in origami is always a crane. I was like, oh, origami's Japanese. Well, uh, if the fucking bird is a Japanese bird, then fine. I know, right? So that's five for... But China claims What is that, five for seven? <laughs> Four, five, six. Yeah, you're five for seven. All right. Woo. What is the elderly rights law? Um, no, this is a Japanese thing. Well, I'm just going to say it in hopes that Japanese and Chinese mean exactly the same thing. Uh, it means that <laughs> when you reach retirement age, you don't actually retire. They just give you a really simple, easy job and don't expect you to do anything, and they continue paying you till you die. Uh, no. Damn it. Not it. The elderly, the elderly rights law in China is that if you have parents over 60, it is illegal not to visit them. What? Yeah. Really? I was yeah. going to say, how do they wow. know? But they know everything about you and where you are at all times. So. At all times, yep. But, like, is there... I don't expect, like, an answer to this, but, like, is there a time frame of that? Like, once a week, once a month? Like, do they stipulate? Oh, I didn't inquire further. 
<laughs> that would be like that's amazing. That's like so it's great. been twenty nine days you saw your mother. You're going to jail. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. It. All right. That's so strange. So you're now five for eight. All right. All right. Here we go. Where were fortune cookies invented? Oh, they were invented in America. But where? Uh, Los Angeles, California. Sorry, I but where? Oh, mm-hmm. we're getting closer. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I just figured that's a really popular city, like a port city for people that's easy to travel to. Yep, yep. Fuck uh, so yeah, now- fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I'm <laughs> spanking myself with a water bottle. That's how happy I am. <laughs> All right, so you are six for nine now. <laughs> 69. Nice. All right. In what year was Facebook banned in China? Ooh, 2017. Uh, no. 2009. Whoa, I was way off on that. <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> Samsonite. All right, so that makes you seven for ten. I'm just keeping track here. All right, what is the national sport of China? Oh, I'm, I want to say something like bocce ball, ping pong. It's ping pong. It is table it tennis. Is. Thank you, Forrest Gump. Because <laughs> that is table tennis, right? Ping pong yep. is table tennis. Look at you. Also, balls of fury. Anybody? Do you remember that awful movie? Oh, that was a Christopher Walken movie. I never saw it. All right, so you're 7 for 11, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. True story, they have 7-Elevens there. Yeah. They're not that convenient, though. Mm. Is that true? Yeah. It could be. (laughs) Find out next time. Sorry, just just a true story. (laughs) True story. What is the Chinese country code for phone numbers? Oh, shit. 8-6? It is. Is it really? Yeah. Shut the front door. I've just seen that in like the work directory for so many people. They're like, oh, I yep. guess it's stuck in my brain. 86. <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah, me. I yep. did learn a lot in China. You really did. You're eight for 12 right now. I expected you to not get nearly this much. All right. How many pigs are consumed percentile. in China on an average day? How many pigs? Yeah. So here's the thing. Beef is not that popular over there. But pigs and seafood are. And How many pigs in all of China every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't even know what a big number is. 50,000? I was way under, way wasn't I? I was way under. way under. You want to try once more? 30 million. Way over. <laughs> I'm a man of extremes. 1.7 million. 1.7 million pigs. In a day. That's insane. Now. It's crazy to think there are that many pigs alive. That every day we could slaughter 1.7 million pigs yeah. for one country, and there's still lots of pigs around. Still, lots of pigs. That's crazy. You want to slight pause. You want to know something interesting. I don't know why pigs brought this to mind, but you want to know something interesting that we learned about China. Yes, they have this concept called huko, which is basically like your citizenship, but for a city. And you have a natural huko for wherever you were born. So if you were born in Beijing, then your huko is in Beijing, which means. If you wanted, you cannot move somewhere 
it's it's basically as hard to move somewhere as it is for us to change countries. So if someone wow. wanted to live in Shanghai, they could not buy a house. They could not send their kids to public school there unless they had Shanghai hookah. Like all of these things, all of these things that like in America, you have to apply for a green card and you have to live with, be married to someone. Jeez. Um, and it's a way of population control. And so if, if you are born in the city, you have to live in that city unless you apply for changing your hookah, which depending on the city, like the popular cities, it takes like five to six years. Jeez. So it's not like, oh my God, I'd love to work at this company, but they work in, I'd have to live in a different city. And like, no, that's a commitment. First of all, you have to find a way, like maybe get married to someone or you have to live yeah. there for a certain amount of time that like, it's so hard to change your hookah. So you're basically kind of tied to whatever city you're born in for the rest of your life. Weird. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. Well, they did you get- You can travel still though, right? Yeah, you can travel, but you'll never be able to own yeah. property or send your kids to public school or like a lot of the amenities that are in the city itself, you'll, you can't take advantage of. And That's amazing. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, they did get rid of the, what was it? The two children law. I forget what that was called. Where you could only have two kids. Well, it was, did- it was only one child and now it's two kids, isn't it? Yeah, now it's up to two. No, there, there's no, I don't think there is any law now restricting that. Officially. Hmm. I don't think. I don't, I don't remember. There's um, a John Oliver episode about it recently. It's like the opposite of one child left behind. Uh, most children. <laughs> most. <laughs> not allowed well, to exist. Because in my research <laughs> for this quiz, d- when you had the law, uh, a lot of babies got were killed because they weren't boys. They wanted right. boys. Right. And now, so that's part of the, what the John Oliver episode was all about, was that there is such a disproportionate amount of boys in there that there are whole companies who are like popping up and are like, we make sex dolls and they're very, very popular because there are not enough women to go with all the men. So they're like, we're going to just live the rest of our life with sex dolls. And it's just like, and part of the, comp- part of like the culture too is like raising you to figure out how to get a good woman. Yep. Because if you don't, there are five other guys who will take her or you're in competition with that many who people. Who will take just, her, sorry, the, not take the her, but, object she is. Well, kinda, <laughs> kinda. In China. To, exactly, yeah. To China. So, Ugh. yeah, there just aren't enough women to, to go around because of that oppressive law. Anyway, continue with the quiz. We have two more. Okay. What no, am I, I at, seven of ten? You're at eight of thirteen. Eight of thirteen, that's right, that's right. All right, I'm not, I might butcher this province name, but because of their aggressive nature and keen vision, what animal is used as a police animal in Xinjiang province? Mmm. Mmm. Can you describe the animal one more time? Aggressive nature and keen vision. Can you use it in a sentence? The, that? <laughs> because of their aggressive nature and keen okay. vision. Okay, okay. <laughs> what is owls? <laughs> uh, I mean, you weren't far off as far as what an owl is. It's geese. Geese? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what? It's geese. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That, that sounds great. like a terrible Hollywood movie. Like instead of like a police dog, like police duck. <laughs> like it's a <laughs> buddy cop movie with police duck. Gooser. All right, last Whatever. question. Duck goose. 
There's a difference, but like, whatever. (laughs) I got a big problem with geese. (laughs) What is the luckiest number in Japan? In Japan? Why did I write Japan? China. Sorry. What is the luckiest number in China? I feel like I've known this before. Do you know what... Do you know when the Beijing Olympics started? No. 2004? No. Is it the number four? No. Damn it. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's Japan. Eight was going to be four my next like one. Life. It's eight. Yep. So the Beijing Olympics started at 808 on 8 8 2008. I don't know. <laughs> and they did I guess that maybe on purpose. Like the infinity sign? I thought. I, the reason I thought four for a second was just because I noticed that in an, multiple elevators in multiple buildings, there was no fourth floor. There's like, no oh, th- maybe that's like a There's a no 13th floor. Uh, four is an unlucky number. Four and is 13. Is that what it is? Yeah, are incredibly unlucky. So I know in America, we don't have 13th floors on hotels and stuff. Uh, but or maybe buildings. it's not the 13th. I think it's the 13th. But four is like the most unlucky number. So that there are no, there's no level 40 through 49. And like the 14th, 24th, 34th, 54th floor, you know, yeah. or however many is omitted. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess the complete opposite of that one. So you were eight of 15. Hey, that's, that's still more than half. Yeah. Literally just over. <laughs> that is the majority of the questions I got right. Yeah, yes. you did. That's I'm, Boom. I'm impressed. Mm, mm. I am now officially a Chinese native. That's yep. how that word works. Yep, that's how that quiz works. I have that Shanghai was, hukou. <laughs> that was the citizenship test for China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, friends. I have a would you rather question to discuss. Oh, go on. Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again of any type, be it car traffic, CTA traffic, bus traffic, bike traffic, traffic, or (laughs) never get another cold? Oh, never get another cold for sure. Are you sure? Yeah. You probably spend more of your life in traffic than you do with a cold. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think you are just kind of coming off a cold right now. I am just coming off a cold, but like a cold affects you for like seventy-two hours at a time straight, and maybe well, even more than that. So, well, like, the longest traffic jam in China lasted over a day. So, yeah, that was one I'm traffic gonna... jam that not everyone was in, but everyone <laughs> gets colds. <laughs> I'm going to take Jesse's point here. So I think she's right that. You're gonna have a lot more time in traffic over your entire life than being than having a cold, and also like colds don't aggravate me. Traffic aggravates the living fuck out of me because it's usually something really irrational. Like it would be fine if people weren't changing lanes all the time because mm. that lane moved faster. Like stay in your lane, it's fine. Stay in your keep lane. Moving. I actually. <laughs> I actually, I know I made it seem as though I would never be stuck in traffic. I just wanted to make sure Mike was committed to his answer. Yeah, I am committed. Oh, okay. I true. I think I would probably go with never get another cold. 
That's because you always have a cold at all times. Yep. And it often turns into a sinus infection for me. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here's, a, here's another thing for the traffic. As a person who doesn't own a car. Yeah. Traffic for me just means, oh, I can sleep longer on the shuttle. Or if I'm stuck in traffic in a lift, I can be like, oh, cool. I'll just play this game Look on, my, on phone, my phone. Browse the yeah. web. And it's not really that inconvenient for me. But if I were driving a car, yeah, yeah I can't do any other shit. I'm just staring at stopped cars in front of me. I would get it. Well, I, yeah, I'm hardly ever in a, in a car. The only time I really hate being in traffic is if I'm running late or if I have to pee really bad. Hmm. You can pee all you want with the cold. Yeah, so long as you don't have a cold and are also stuck in traffic. Oh, shit. Double whammy. Yeah, double That's whammy. the daily double. Ooh. So for me, I'm I, for my job, I drive a lot. Like next uh, week, I'm driving four to 500 miles. And if I could go 4,500 miles. No, he's going to drive 500 miles. I know, And then he's going to drive 500 more to be the man who drove 1,000 miles. That's <laughs> a <So> wind up. <laughs> At your door. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Being in traffic for like work is awful because <laughs> you just want to go home, but you have like a few more stores to go to, and the traffic just won't end. It's awful, especially going to Cape Cod. Cape Cod traffic is the worst. If it's, you like the taste it's like a of million a people stew. trying to get over this bridge with two lanes on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so aggravating. No one's moving. It's awful. I've never had Cape I'd Cod rather, traffic, but I've had their chips and they're pretty delicious. The the chips are pretty good, yeah. Those, those cook. good Cape Cod chips. Mm. Cape Cod chips are great. Mm. Do you Ooh. think Cape Cod was named after a superhero fish? Yes. <laughs> A caped cod. Yes. No. I'm proud of that one. I'm proud of that <laughs> so one. stupid. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, it was just... actually a tilapia, but they're like, a caped tilapia is a terrible name for a town. Let's uh, call it a cod. It was a lemon-crusted tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's see if I have one more would you rather. Just so we can, you know, yes. maybe make yes, it I more. Yes, I would rather. Maybe make it more difficult. Let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Ooh, Holden, you're already covered in fur. What's that yeah, like? It's an easy one. I mean, but I mean, seen... like fully covered in fur, not just a hairy yeah. man. Oh, I, I got you. I mean, your eyelids I, I, I have fur. Inside your ears, you have fur. Inside yeah. the butt crack, you have fur, more fur. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like great, but like scales doesn't sound better in that case. But like, I'd be warm and fuzzy, and that just sounds great. Scales are good for um, being dry. They're good for uh, for being dry. They're good for camouflage. <laughs> You're on the run a lot. That's a good one for you. You. I'm running running from that snail. (laughs) Call back. (laughs) Are are the scales, are they dry? Or are they like, uh, because if it was constantly dry, I I don't think I could take that. But if if the scales are like, I don't know, I feel like snakes are not like slimy. They're they're still like, I don't know, it's so weird. 
because they can be real. They can, they're mostly dry because they're cold blooded. Except for the ones that live in water. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not I'm not thinking that you have to be wet if you have these scales. I don't know. I, I might like because like if you've got fur, it's going to be so hard to fit into your clothes. And like, yeah, you can get new clothes, but yeah. you're still just going to be a bunch of fur packed in there. Do you need clothes if you've got fur? I mean, we're still humans. <laughs> Otherwise, you're walking around naked. Can you imagine uh, your morning routine, how long it takes you to wash and dry your hair and oh. then brush every part of your body? <laughs> Awful. Yeah. And then if you get matted, imagine. Oh, God. Yeah. You got to cut off the dingleberries. Yep. Yep. And then like. Also, you would probably smell quite bad. Oh, I bet you'd stink so bad. I don't know. I would go scales. I think I'm going scales. Oh, but that sounds so gross to me. Thing, you guys have had dogs, right? Yep. Yeah. You bathe them once a week. They probably get dirtier than you do, and they smell fine. I don't no, bathe they don't my dog smell once fine. a they week. Smell bad. Oh, yeah. And whoever bathed their dog once a week is a crazy person. Holden, are you a crazy person? Did you bathe your dog we once a week? Dog. Once a week and it's every two weeks. Oh, no. That's oh, too much. my Holden. Would you brush their teeth every day with a toothbrush? <laughs> no, we should have, though. The teeth are falling out like crazy <laughs> in his old age. No, I can't say that I would sniff a dog and say, that smells good. I'd like to smell like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you would say that about a person, too. Like, I, I don't think it's it's not a repulsive smell. Like, I cut off my dog, and it's fine. I'm never like, oh, like, get away from me. It's never once happened. Mm, yeah. fact, never once? After you... Remember, you've had, you've had a different type of dog. Rooms. Have you ever had? Have you ever smelled a puggle's butt secretions? Like just a- their what? butt. A a- the anal glands. The, the anal, anal glands on a puggle are crazy, and they just. You're right because butts on reptiles and human beings don't smell at all. Mm, have you seen a reptile have, poop? Dogs have a specific gland on either side of the anus. Jesse yeah, used to express them as her you, job, getting dog poop glands whatever well it is. but ma- you're gonna get more dingleberries that's for <laughs> sure <laughs> um the scales on a snake aided in locomotion it allows moisture to be retained within it alters the surface characteristics such as roughness to aid in camouflage mm. and in some cases it even aids in prey capture mm. Yes. I googled. Yeah, I feel like I would go scales because it's just a lot less maintenance. I think I would. Scales are also nearly waterproof. They help keep water oh, out. Yeah. And, but they also keep you moisturized. I don't know. They keep you moisturized. That was the thing I needed to hear. Yep. Scale me up, Scotty. They're basically like a suit of armor. The outer cell, so scales are made up of layers of cells stacked one on top of the other. The outer cells are dead, much like our hair, and protect the living ones underneath. A few times a year, a snake will shed a layer of skin and be born anew. I want to be born anew. Just think of all the shedding. Talk about maintenance. Think about all the snow. This maintenance? This happens a few times a year. You're going to be shedding for ever and just yeah. think about when you lose your winter coat think about all of that hair think about a person's like a you sized big 
thing of dead skin you gotta clean up all the time. That's <laughs> not, not all the time. All the time. Only a few times and, a year. But, and then you have to also spend time getting out of it. That's a pain in the ass. I spend so much of year. my life getting dressed and undressed. Oh. I, I don't I think that's way easier. That's the, the clothing is designed to be taken on and off with ease. But the not, time not shedding but the, the, the time skin. adds up. See, especially and if you're up, in see? skinny jeans. I'm not convinced. You remember those skinny jeans? You gotta work <laughs> real hard on those skinny I'm jeans. I'm fat. All jeans are skinny jeans. <laughs> also, what if you were just like, man, I really wish I could fit into these clothes. Let me just shed a layer off of me. Done. <laughs> but yeah. again, it's it's not that easy though. It's a process to shed the skin. Nah, I don't feel like you've ever <laughs> shedded skin before. You ever had a bad sunburn? I've seen videos. I can peel I've it seen right videos off. Of snake shedding <laughs> their skin, and it's not an immediate process. It takes some time. Yeah, but they and also looks... throw up their food. They have to what up their food? Okay. They have to throw up their food. That has, that's... Oh yeah, before they shed. Yeah, you'd have to do the same thing. You have to throw up for. That's <laughs> another oh. part of it. Done. Mm, yum. Yum. Good questions. Good questions. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, on fish, the scales protect against predators, parasites, and other injuries. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Scales. I are... just want to be fluffy. That sounds great. <laughs> I just want to care about. I just want to be clean. That's Frank <laughs> <laughs> when he covered himself in Purell. Oh God! Comes out of the couch. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> Isn't that the episode when the gang is um doing the boys to men song? But I do 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 do. Uh, the, when he comes out of the couch, I think that was the Christmas episode. Oh, that's oh wait, special. that's a different one than the I just want to be clean Purell yes, one. Yeah, the I just want to be clean Purell one. Yeah, that's where he like scoots the... across the floor. They're, they had to quarantine themselves. Yep. Yes. Motown Philly's back again. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, so stupid. All right, friends, that brings us to the end of the show. The eternal show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugs and kisses. Hearts and shards. Shardy farts. <laughs>